the Teachers Care Society, the podcast that talks about all news and development in the educational field. We have a good show, to, good show for you today as I'm joined by Kim Holes, a third year teacher from West Michigan, as we'll be discussing the importance of school spirit more than ever during this pandemic. We will also be discussing creative ways of increasing students' motivation for distance learning. So without further ado, let's jump right in. All right, welcome back. Our first guest is Kim Holes, a fifth grade teacher from West Michigan. She's got her credentials and degrees from Grand Valley State University. She's been teaching for three years. And right off the top, I need to ask, I know that you have a YouTube channel and it's called Elementary Kitchen, and I know it stands for Elementary in Michigan, but what is the whole history behind the, the mid part? Like why is Michigan Michigan called the Min state? <laughs> Hi, Albert. Thanks for having me. Uh, Michigan is usually referred to as the mitten state or America's high five because of its shape. So if you look at it on a map, it kind of looks like somebody holding up their hand with the most of their fingers together and then the thumb out to the side. So if you look at Michigan, it looks like a mitten. I didn't really realize until I started filming my YouTube videos that not everybody knew that if you're not from Michigan. So it's kind of funny to hear people's different ideas about where I got that name from. Oh yeah. I had no idea. I guess I got to look at a map again. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, I mean, how are you handling everything right now? Did your school year start yet? Yeah, there is so much up in the air right now. And I have a feeling it's kind of that way for everybody. But I'm just trying to take things one day at a time. I'm finding some peace and controlling what I can and accepting that everything's going to work itself out. Uh, I haven't started the school year yet. We don't actually start until September 1st over here. So I still have a little bit of summer left. Okay. All right. Um, I hope you're enjoying whatever last days you have before the school year begins. I know I am. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, let's jump into topic number one. So as a majority of the schools in the U.S. Um, are either starting or have started distance learning, there are a whole bunch of worries about keeping students motivated since they might feel like they're not part of the school, since they are not actually going to be physically present in the classrooms, walking to the hallways. And clearly there are some downfalls and struggles with distance learning. I know teachers and everyone's trying to make the best of it, but one of the big aspects of student excitement and engagement was school spirit. So for those who don't know, school spirit, or it's also called school pride, is what fosters a sense of belonging, identity, and community among students and staff. So that's important. So not just only for the students, but also for the staff. And it's all part of this uh, school education organization. And usually this is a reflection of a school's culture and the main image when people think of school pride or school spirit is students dressing up in their school team colors. So think of maybe a high school football game. You have students dressing up in their school colors. Um, if you even look at the lower grades, then you have fun spirit days like the 100 day of school where some of the lower grades might dress up like an elderly person. Same thing with the teachers, senior citizens. You have pajama days, superhero days. There's endless possibilities. And there are actually many benefits of having school spirit days and some of them include better, better grades. They're more engaged in social and civic matters. And they're generally just happier than the rest of their peers who are, I would say, maybe less spirited. Like for you, what are some examples of school spirits that your school may have done, like any wow, far-fetched ones? 
Yeah. So it's funny you ask. So the past couple of years, I've actually been on my school's spirit week committee. So it's something that we have each year. And at my school, usually it tends to align with like our homecoming week in the high school. So the middle school would dress up, the high school would dress up at the same time. And so it's kind of fun because even though we're in different buildings, we still are all kind of coming together for this common goal of supporting the school. So I don't really know exactly what it's going to look like this year, but I know that no matter what, we're going to find some fun and creative ways to still be spirited and have fun. My school, as of right now, is planning on going back in person when we go back in September. So we'll likely still have those dress up days if we do remain in person. Uh, We probably could also encourage dress up days for students to participate in when they're doing video calls, though, if we end up being virtual as well. So I feel like you can still kind of play around with that. At my school, as far as like far-fetched ideas or things that we do, I, I don't think we do anything that's super crazy but we do have a spirit jug at my school, which is a ton of fun. So basically it's just a painted milk jug that gets passed around to the classes with the most participation. So it has some coins inside so you can shake it up and it's nice and loud and the kids have a ton of fun with it. And it's always just kind of bragging rights if you have the spirit jug for (laughs) one day, because that means that then your class had a lot of school spirit. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Have you ever done something where it's teachers versus students? How does, and like, what were the outcomes of that? Yeah, I haven't in my specific school, at least not like since I've been a teacher. I'm trying to remember back if I ever did something like that when I was in school. I feel like maybe when I was in high school, we did some different like fundraising type things where it was students versus teachers. But I feel like that could be really fun at the elementary level as well. So I may have to add that to my planning list for this year. That could be a lot of fun. I mean, we we all know kids are very, very competitive. And I mean, oh, yeah. in my past, <laughs> yeah, in my past, they done something where it was like a dance off. So dances from like the teacher's ages, whether the eighties or uh, the, yeah, the eighties or the nineties and then dances from, I don't know what I would call it, I guess the new age for whatever the kids are doing nowadays. And mm-hmm. the kids always get a good chuckle when the teachers <laughs> do some of their dances. And, um, oh my gosh. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be a ton of fun. Or even having the teachers learn the new, like Fortnite dances or whatever it is that the kids are doing. I'm sure they would love that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Fortnite dances. Oh my goodness. There's been some uh, <laughs> occasions where uh, I was picked out and it was, this is back when there was an actual school assembly. And of course I had no idea what I was doing, but I just went along with it. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it's fun. It ends up in the yearbook or during, uh, in the teacher's lounge, somehow someone gets a video of it and then they start sharing it around and they have a good laugh. Oh, of course the kids love it. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now school spirit actually extends outside the regular school hours and campuses as well. So when students wear their school spirit shirts or whatever it may be, like merchandise, they're still showing their school pride for that school. So even we can look at maybe alumni events. You have high school reunions, which mine is coming up. And then let's see, you can take school spirit outside the school environment. It's a good thing to see, um, especially for the community as it helps build a strong sense or strong bond of belonging. I've seen local mom and pop shops around an area sponsoring um, their local schools. They can even have local fundraisers. I know there's always the, the big corporation fundraisers, but you can also have the local mom and pop shops, which is nice. And I know this has changed during COVID-19 to the pandemic, uh, where you can't have actual rallies or assemblies, um, but you can have alternatives as well. I mean, how do you how do you safely promote school spirit during a pandemic like this? Because I know last June there were drive by graduations, which is a clever way of doing you know, 
school spirit and sending off the future class. But I mean, what do you think of like future or future spirit weeks? What do you have in mind? Yeah, it's hard this year. I don't really imagine there being school-wide assemblies just because I don't know that it would be safe to do that this year, even if we are back in person. But if we are in person, I think that it would be cool if maybe principals could make some sort of announcement over the intercom to help build excitement. I know that's something we've done at my school in years past in addition to the assembly, but maybe having that kind of be the instead of and having the principal announce at the beginning of the day or when the spirit week is coming up or maybe at the end of the day announcing the dress up day for the following day or something like that. I know at my school, the kids get super excited to hear from the principal. So that could be fun. Whether we're in person or remote though, I think that there will definitely be ways of creating like maybe a variety of videos to show students. So maybe one for each spirit day. And that's something you could show in your actual physical classroom. But if you end up being online, you could show that virtually as well, either by sticking it on like your Google classroom or if you do like a Google out or a zoom or something, maybe all watching that video together. I think that would be a really fun way for students to be excited and still feel that school pride. And I just kind of wonder too, if then maybe you could have students submit videos too, and maybe put out something on like your school Facebook page or school email list and ask for submission. So kids still get to see themselves in those videos. I think that could definitely be a great incentive. Uh, yeah, that's neat. Uh, for the school year that just ended, so the last three months we did distance learning and we did have some kind of virtual spirit days. And then we we didn't get a chance to finish the, the pictures that we needed for the yearbook. So we had students submit in their photos and videos for the yearbook. And on Fridays would be kind of like the spirit days for us. So we would have students dress up in you know, college day, a university that they might want to attend, or it could be something else like, you know, dress and your school colors. And we would, of course, with permission, take pictures, a group photo through Zoom or Google Meets, and we would insert that in the yearbook photo. But that's, that's what we did. I'm not sure how it's going to go this year. Um, everything's changing every day yeah, for us. Um, for sure. So school spirit can only work if teachers and administrators put in the effort too. It's no fun if only a portion of the school does it or a portion of the student body does it. Um, or even if the whole student body does it and the teachers don't participate, it's kind of discouraging. And if that happens, the blame is really on the administrators for that because the administrators, you know, they have to lead, for example. And I'm sure we've seen situations where there might be a competition in the classroom for school spirit where maybe the high student school spirit um, involvement, whether it's percentage, um, rest is percentage instead of enrollment because not every class has the same amount of students. So based on enrollment and the prize could be a pizza party and then all but one student doesn't participate. I'm not saying we should shame that student. Again, we don't know what's going on, but you know, think of the same scenario where you apply with teachers and administrators and maybe the teachers and the administrators aren't participating. It's really up to the principal to make sure the students and the teachers are engaged and the teachers are showing school spirit as well. Um, I think teachers should be rewarded as well. You know, they should they should be rewarded, whether it's at assembly or a praise, some some kind, even competition with the teachers. Like, all right, teacher that shows the most spirit, here's a target gift card. Something like that is, is fun. A little bit of competition between the teachers. I mean, and yourself, have you noticed a change in attitude when your teacher friends are discussing an upcoming spirit day? Are you excited? Do you find it funny when teachers are maybe more excited about a spirit day than the students? 
Yeah. Well, as I mentioned earlier this year, like we don't start the school year until September 1st. We still have a little bit of time. And then typically our spirit days end up being around like October when the high school would have their homecoming. So usually it's something we start discussing more like in September, beginning of October type time. So we haven't had a ton of conversations about what it will look like this year. And I also feel like there's so many things on teachers' minds right now trying to figure out, you know, what is the school year going to look like as far as making sure that we're keeping kids safe. And if we end up um, having to go online at some point, like what that would look like and just trying to make sure we're ahead of all of that. So I feel like right now it hasn't been super high up on the priority list, but I do feel like as we get closer to that normal spirit day timeframe that we have, at least in my building, then I think we'll start talking more about it. And I really do think that teachers will still be excited about it because I think it's something that like in this crazy time right now when everything is changing and everything is different. And I feel like we're constantly learning new things and and trying to keep up on, you know, all of these ed tech programs and all of this stuff, like spirit week, though it might look a little different, it's still going to be a constant. Like it's going to be something that we can look forward to and something that we're going to be excited about. And I mean, you're always going to have like that one student in a class or that one teacher in the school who maybe isn't really, you know, gung ho on dressing silly and, getting into it but I think that's okay like I think it's all right if that person wants to you know kind of be on the sidelines for that one because I'm sure that person will be involved in something else during the school year you know so yeah I think most teachers will probably still be really excited about it and I think most students will too um, I mean, say, okay, so say Halloween's coming up. I mean, do you, do you, how do you deal with Halloween? Um, say if we were in person, so do you talk, do you teach your friends? Is there a competition? I mean, how do you tackle Halloween? For us, it's always, uh, teachers are always trying to do some kind of competition. I mean, last, last year I did the men in black with another teacher friend of mine. Um, and then we had another teacher dress up as an alien. I know we had our Halloween uh, rally and the teacher who was dressed as an alien, she did her walk with her students with her grade, and then my my teacher friend and I we win like the men in black and we you know air quotes confiscated her or escorted her and then everyone got a good laugh out of that and we had even the I don't know what it's called like memory a memory eraser I don't know what that thing is called but it, I mean it's fun okay. like that teachers always have a good good chuckle a little bit of competition like that I mean how's it for you. Yeah, so we don't actually do anything for Halloween in my building just because not all the families celebrate. And so we also ask like kids don't dress up for Halloween. And so we don't want to like have the teachers doing it, you know, but we do a lot more like around March's reading month where we'll, you know, this past year, I mean, it was cut short, obviously, but we were doing the one book, one school on Charlotte's Web. So every student in the school got a copy of Charlotte's Web. And then we had dress up days where it was like dress like a farmer or like dress like a farmer animal and you would get points if you would dress up like one of the two and they're kind of just sprinkled throughout the school year too in my classroom I really like doing room transformations maybe not like a whole big thing but something small so for example if we're reading a book that takes place in the desert then I have this like inflatable cactus I can put up and then I'll come in in like a big cowboy hat and stuff like that and I always encourage the kids to get into that too so I'll say like hey just so you know tomorrow like we're gonna start this new book and the setting is here and how could you dress up and get excited for that so then I invite like if you want to dress up you can I never require it but sometimes I'll just shoot an email home to 
parents too and be like, Hey, we're starting this book tomorrow. I'm going to dress up like a cowboy. So, you know, if <laughs> your child wants to, too, feel free to have them join me. Oh, <laughs> uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I've seen many examples of where spirit days can help um, in academic ways. And I know students live for praise, yeah. but the rewards don't always have to be something physical, like a medal or you know, whatever it may be a pizza party. Positive reinforcement does go a long way. And I think it's often overlooked. You don't have to reward a student with you know, something physical like that. But you can, there is a gray area where a student might constantly expect to get some kind of prize if they meet certain benchmarks for whatever the academic uh, spirit day it might be. Um, but then if that's the case, they're not really doing it for their school pride. They're doing it to give a reward. And then this leads to another point of mine where you want to make sure every student can participate to the best of their abilities. I know earlier we talked about examples about maybe that one student who doesn't dress up or maybe even a teacher. And again, we shouldn't sh shame the students because we don't know what that student is going through at home, even if it's virtual learning. For, I mean, for us, we do virtual, virtual learning. So I can't put that pressure that just, I can't put that extra worry on whatever parents or whatever families are going through. And when we were in the classroom, I would try and plan ahead for something like this by having extra props or silly costs or something quickly to make for that student so that they could still participate. Because some of them generally do want to participate, but they just might not have maybe the funds to go out and buy that costume or funds to go buy out that props or whatever it may be. And so I always try and help out. And again, I don't force it onto the student and say, would you like this or would you like this? It could be something like very minimal, like whether it's a school color, it could be a pin or a sticker, or it could be something uh, even more uh, outlandish, like, oh, all right, do you want to color your hair? So I always provide that option, whether they do want to participate and how much they want to participate. Mm -hmm. And for you, how do you deal with situations with students who might not show school spirit? Yeah, so I have a big tub of dress up items as well. So typically I can pull from that during the school spirit week and say, you know, if anybody forgot their costume or if anybody forgot their props, and I just say it as like a, if you forgot, feel free to grab something. So that way it doesn't single kids out like, oh, if you didn't have anything at home, it's more just like, a, oh, if you forgot, there it is, you know, you can go grab it. And the kids have a lot of fun with that. I don't know how that's going to look again this year. And especially if we end up being remote during that time frame, obviously it'll look different. But then I wonder if you're on Zoom or something, maybe if you could say like, oh, change your background. So that way your background goes with the day or something instead. That would definitely be something that you need to kind of think through. But at my school, we don't really do very many tangible incentives anyways. The spirit jug that I mentioned previously is like one of the only things that we actually have that kids can like physically see and hold on to. And in my classroom and just kind of in my own teaching philosophy, I'm a strong believer that students don't need those tangible rewards to make something fun or to want to participate. Even just in my general classroom, like when I'm rewarding students, typically it's I'm rewarding them by saying, hey, great job. So giving them that affirmation or, you know, it, building that classroom community and asking them like, hey, you know, you guys did an awesome job today. I'm going to pull five sticks and those kids can come eat with me, that kind of stuff. So just like with your normal classroom, I feel like with Spirit Week, if the teachers are excited and 
the principal is excited and the staff is excited, then most of the students are going to be as well. And I feel like that's the same whether you're online or in person, because you're still the person who's interacting with those kids, whether it's, you know, physically seeing them every single day, or if it's virtually seeing them online, you are the person that they're going to base their level excitement off of. So I never make a big deal about students who don't choose to participate. I think, you know, some kids are a little bit more reserved and shy and they just don't feel comfortable dressing up and being silly. And I don't want the students to feel like they have to. So if they don't want to participate, like that's totally up to them. But I think that at least in my experience, the past few years, when the students see you so excited to be a part of it and like having so much fun coming up with like the perfect outfit for that spirit day and just being so confident in your silly outfit, they want to participate too. So I'd say for the majority of the students, that's still going to be the case. So I'd like to think that most of them will just do it because they want to. And, and, you know, as a teacher, you can kind of play it up and be a big ham about it too. And the kids love that. Uh, that's really cute. I definitely like the idea how you said changing the, your virtual background through Zoom. Um, that's that's pretty neat. I know during when it was virtual instruction for us, we had we were going to spring break, and so I put up a a, a fun competition where we would have a fake spring break vacation. And so I had the class with students dress up as if they're going to fake vacation. And so, you know, some of them went all out. They used a virtual background. Some of them, they had yeah. uh, a wall in their driveway and then they used chalk to make it seem like, Oh, we're here in the mountains are here in Hawaii. It was a lot of, it was pretty fun. I had this one girl who, uh, bless her soul. She dressed up in all this uh, snow gear, and I know for sure uh, in that area it is very hot. <laughs> you know, bless her heart for dressing up in, in all that uh, warm clothes for however long she took that photo. Um, oh my that was a lot of fun. And was it the, so, yeah, I mean, there's always ways to do it with a virtual. And I do like the idea of not having to reward a student all the time because then, yeah, then they expect something in return all the time. And that's not at the end of the day, that's not what it's for. And you know, virtual school spirit weeks and days are great ways for teachers to build connections with students. Um, but they don't always have to be academic. Yes, it's, it's highly encouraged that it it's academic because it promotes academic performance and you know, it leads to greater graduation rates as well. But it can also just be a time for teachers to get silly. Um, there are plenty of academic spirit days that promote reading and other content mastery, but you could just do it to connect with a community. For example, if a school is able to connect with a community, then it ties in back with the whole child learning experience about it taking a village to raise a child. So for example, if a child sees a connection with their local school restaurant and maybe their school, whether it could be a fundraiser or even like congratulations class of whatever it may be, or congratulations, maybe their sports team on winning the championship, whatever it may be, then it you know further cements the importance of school in the children's heads. And we want to improve the child's commitment to education with this. And it could also lead to reduce um, troubled behavior for students that are struggling with behavior academics. School spirit is a great way of introducing them to getting them invested. And I, I like the whole thing about you saying you don't want to force students as a school spirit, um, particularly if it may be their first year in middle school or their first year in high school. You don't want it to come off to a bad foot. You know, let them be involved yeah. as much as they can. And then, you know, you always be there saying, whenever you're ready, you can come in and join us. Have you seen situations where a student may be struggling, whether it's behavior, motivation, academic, and then because of school spirit, then you've seen some kind of improvement? 
Yeah, I think that a lot of students really look forward to Spirit Week and it gets them excited to come to school. So for a student who maybe has a little bit of extra trouble getting out of bed in the morning and (laughs) needs something really engaging and silly to keep them motivated and to keep them engaged, I think it can be really beneficial for those students, especially. And I know for me, when I was in school, I mean, I loved school regardless. I don't think I would have become a teacher if I didn't, but (laughs) I was definitely one of those students that all year I was so excited for when they announced the spirit days. Like I loved spirit week. I loved dressing up and being silly. And I always looked forward to when the next days were going to be. And whenever they announced kind of the random days throughout the year, the ones that you weren't necessarily expecting, I remember just thinking that was so much fun. So I definitely was a student who was highly motivated by it. So I think that there are other students out there who are the same way. Now, I don't think that's true for every single student, but I think for a handful, it definitely is. Now, this has to be addressed because even the current climate, there are some school spirit themes that I highly recommend avoiding um, because they're identity based. And you definitely want to avoid these theme days that invite kids to ridicule, mock or or mimic people's identities. And some of these examples, the first one could be a spotlight day where a student would either be dressed in green if they're single, yellow, I think if they're I, I've, there might be seeing someone and then red if they're completely taken. So things like this where it's based on their relationship status, again, it could lead to bullying or excluding. You don't want to out a student because of the relationship status. You could also avoid gender, such as girls versus boys or some kind of battle of the sexes because it could include non-binary students and it could cause problems for transgender students. Students who might be just struggling with their identity, they might not know. And when students internalize limited ideas about gender, then it restricts their choices. And I would also avoid twin day. And I know twin day is supposed to be seen as fun and innocent. But when your theme asks students to partner up with someone in order to participate, then by default, you're naturally going to leave some students out. And you have some students that might have some kind of outsider status. And this will only make them feel more isolated. Twin days is also inhibited for families on limited incomes. They might not have the resources to go buy a certain costume or buy uh, whatever it may be to try and match. And we don't want to put that financial strain as well. I would, as an alternative for this, I would try mismatch day or reverse day where maybe you wear your clothes backwards or something like that. And I would also... Avoid crazy hair day. Um, Fortunately, they're having spirit days where students have some kind of implicit bias and they wore Afro wigs and it's microaggression. We want to get rid of that stigma where they think Afros have to do with craziness. So unfortunately, growing up, some of these spirit days were promoted at my high school and I saw the problems that happened with it. For sure, it led to certain bullings and targeting of students. Uh, particularly for those who didn't have a partner or going back to the spotlight day. Um, we didn't, it, it was uncomfortable uh, seeing people being outed like, all right, who's single, who's taken. Um, crazy hair day was unfortunately done one day, but they quickly changed it to crazy sock day. They, so they were smart about that. I mean, for you growing up, what was your best or worst um, day? 
Yeah. When I think back to elementary school, I honestly don't remember a whole lot. So most of my memories of spirit days growing up are mostly from like middle school and high school when I was kind of old enough to remember what was what. But I remember in high school, we would have a ton of fun with pajama day and we would all wear like onesies. And I remember the cool thing to do on pajama day was going out and getting your Starbucks before school and your like unicorn onesie or whatever, and then carrying it around and taking pictures and stuff. And I still have a lot of fun pictures with my friends and teachers and all that fun stuff. So that definitely was some of my best memories. And, and I love what you said about some of those days to avoid. And I just think there are so many good days that you can put in place of those, like so many days that promote more, you know, school bonding and school spirit in a more positive way. So in the past couple of years, one of my favorite days has been what we call crayon day. You also could call it like color block day where you wear the same color head to toe. So you pick just one color and then you wear it, you know, your shirt, your pants, or if you want to wear, you know, your shirt, your belt, your pants, your shoes, all the same color. And the kids have so much fun with it. And that's a really good one that pretty much any kid can participate in because most students probably have a blue shirt and blue jeans, or they have a black shirt and black jeans. Most students can make that day happen. And so that's a really fun one because I think that every child can participate in that. That's one that I've really enjoyed. We've done like the book character days and stuff too, which is fun, but kind of going back to promoting academics with that one. So not necessarily one that you would need to stick on a spirit week. You could do that for March's reading month or something too. But yeah, I think that there are some days that maybe people don't really think through as they're planning them. So I think it is important, whoever's planning your spirit week, whether it's your principal or if you have a committee for that at your school, I think that it is important that there's maybe kind of somebody looking back on those days once they're decided before they go out to the school to make sure that you're making days that kids can participate in and making days that are going to be enjoyable for all students. So yeah, just ones that a lot of kids can participate in mostly. Now, I think you said you're also, you said you're on your school spirit committee, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are the things when it comes to planning, what are the things you look as like, is there a checklist that you have in order to promote this spirit day or the spirit week? Yeah. So it's just a few of us on this committee. And so usually we'll just sit down and have a meeting probably like mid September and our spirit week is in October. And we'll just talk about, okay, what did we do last year? Because we don't want to do the exact same days, but we'll talk about, okay, what did we do last year? What did students like about that? How, what did our participation look like for that day? So then we can say, okay, well, if crayon day went really well last year, like how can we do something similar this year? So then instead of saying your whole outfit has to match, maybe doing like your mismatch day or your, you know, wild Wednesday or however you want to phrase it. Mismatch Monday, I think is what we did this past year. So doing something like that. And then we always create that video for students too, or we'll do an assembly or something like that, where we have students actually dress up for each day with example outfits. So then no students are feeling like they don't have any ideas for that day. We want to make sure that all students have some examples to look at and they can see like, okay, this is what your classmates might look like when you come to school that day. So they're not surprised when they get there. <laughs> so I think that's really important because some students, I mean, especially for those more reserved students, like they don't want to dress up really silly and crazy and then get to school and 
no other students are dressed up. So it's good to have those examples, I think. Some other days that we've had a lot of fun with are like team day. So dress up maybe in your favorite. It could be either our school's clothing or it could be a college team. Or we also always say you could also just wear your favorite team's colors. So for my school, our school colors are black and white. So like if you come to school wearing black and white, that counts as doing dress up that day. So doing those ones that a lot of kids can participate in, I think is huge. We also have done this past year, we did when I grow up Wednesday. And so since I teach elementary, it was a lot of fun because the kids could think about, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? Or what's maybe an idea of a job I might like? And then they could dress up like that. And so we had so many kids have fun with that one. Like we had students who came in as painters and writers. And I had a couple of students who came to school dressed up like me because they wanted to be a teacher (laughs) when they grew grew up. And that was so much fun as a teacher to see. And then a lot of the teachers, they dressed up, you know, in their favorite teacher outfit. Well, my best friend and I, who are both on that spirit week committee, we came in dressed like old grandmas and we came with like (laughs) cookies and, you know, we just had so much fun with it. And we said, when we grow up, like we want to be grandmas that still love kids and bake cookies and are so nice and whatever. So I think just being creative with those days and just making sure that they're going to be fun for students is huge. Wow. I didn't like the idea how you said providing examples um, and also also by providing examples, you can motivate the students like, hey, you don't have to go out and buy an outfit. These are some examples of yeah. what you could do with stuff in the house. And also it shows students what it may look like because, you know, I, I don't I've seen sometimes where someone might misinterpret a, a school spirit day. But if you provide pictures of what it might look like, then it kind of avoids that potential embarrassment for that student or even a teacher. So that's a neat idea I like that. Um, yeah. And the school that I work Oh, sorry. (laughs) The school that I work at too, like a lot of the students can't afford to go out and buy stuff and we don't want them to have to do that. Like we don't want them to feel like they have to go to the local, you know, Walmart or party store or whatever it might be and pick up a bunch of accessories because there are so many different things you can do just with what's laying around your house or already in your closet. And so I always try to emphasize that to my students. Like when students come in and I can tell that they've created that outfit on their own using things around the house, I always make sure to really applaud that and show the other students like, look at this creativity. This is awesome. Like, please tell us like, what did you use? And I always joke with my students, like, what was your medium? Like, what did you use? Just like we talk about when we talk about like illustrations. And so the kids have a ton of fun with that. Like, Oh, I made this out of, you know, pasta or I made this out of toilet paper rolls or whatever it might be. And so I think it's really big too for students to see that and see that you don't need to spend a ton of money to still have a really cool outfit. Uh, That's nice. Um, Well, as we wrap this episode up, I want to thank you again for being a guest. Um, Thank you so much. But before we close this out, is there any advice you would give to new teachers or those just even thinking about the education field with everything that's going on right now? Yeah. So There are so many things I feel like, but I'll try to wrap it up into just a couple. I think if you're somebody who's in school right now, it's going to be hard probably to get into other schools and see those teachers in person teaching. But I think that there are some really great resources online. And this could be for new teachers who are, you know, going to have their own classroom this year too. If you look online and you type in like, 
teaching third grade or teaching fifth grade or whatever, there are a lot of teachers out there who have uploaded their lessons or them teaching a lesson onto YouTube or, you know, a variety of other websites as well that you can find and then use that as kind of professional development for yourself. So I always say to college students who reach out, like try to get in as many classrooms as you can. Well, right now that's going to (laughs) look a lot different than what it looked like when I was in college. So I think just looking for those opportunities online right now is going to be really, really, really huge. And then for all of my new teachers right now, I just, I, my, my heart goes out to new teachers who are trying to figure out, you know, how to keep their head above water during this pandemic. Because I know that like, when I think back to my first year of teaching, I just had so many questions about everything. And that was when there wasn't a pandemic going on. So (laughs) I think just knowing like, it's okay to ask questions and you should have some safe people in your building that you can go to with those questions. So whether that's a mentor teacher that you were assigned or your grade level team or just maybe a newer teacher in the building who kind of still gets it and understands, you know, what it's like to be a new teacher. I think it's really important to have those relationships within your building and not try to be on your own island and just figure it out on your own. I think asking those questions and taking the time to get those answers is absolutely huge. And I feel like teaching is such a, I don't know, it's just, it's a job that needs community. Teaching is is a job that you need to be willing to collaborate with others and you need to be willing to reach out because we just can't do it on our own and we shouldn't have to. So yes, it's okay to ask questions. It's expected that you will have questions. And right now, like everybody's going to have questions with the way that the world is going right now and the way that the this year is looking in, in a pandemic. I mean, it's just... I've read a lot of things online that everybody kind of feels like a first year teacher right now. And it's so true. Like there's just things that are ever changing. So it's okay. Take a deep breath and then go ask for help when you need it. (laughs) I'm definitely a big believer how you said like, you don't, have to reinvent the wheel. If there's resources out there, like you said, then take advantage of it. There is teachers that have yeah. lesson plans already. Then oh, have a look at them. Take advantage of all these things. And otherwise, then a teacher is going to be burning themselves out on both ends. And again, that's not what we want to do. And with so many teachers that are worried about this pandemic and they're worried about maybe even new teachers in general, maybe they're going through induction. So there's a whole bunch of worries that these teachers are going through. And I like the idea you said about having some kind of mentoring system, have someone to talk to, maybe have someone just to vent to. So I definitely, I like those ideas. And again, I want to say thank you so much for agreeing to to do this. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This has been another episode of Teachers Care Society. I want to say thank you to our guest, Kim Holes, and I want to say thank you to the listeners. See you next time.